So I was here reflecting on this little passage that we heard in the gospel today between the scribe and Jesus. The, the image that came to mind was a situation that I found myself in many times, not for a couple years now though, um, when student in class, we've gone through the whole year, or the whole semester, taking notes, learning all the things, and then the test is coming up, and then the students got all, I gotta keep all the things in my mind, and I don't know what's gonna know, so I asked the question, is there gonna be a study guide? Like, what, can we go over like the SparkNotes version of what's going to be on the test? Is this going to be on the test? Do I have to know this or not? I imagine the scribe who's been following Jesus for, for a, a couple years by now um, has been listening to Jesus, hearing all the things that he's saying. And then, Jesus, okay, Jesus, you said a whole lot of things. But like, what's the most important? Like, what's the SparkNotes version of the things that I have to remember? Because you said a lot of things and I can't remember everything. So like, what's the most important thing that I have to remember? And so Jesus, kind of, I guess, humoring him and hearing the question, answers, and he answers in a way that I, that I think would have startled the scribe answering, who's asking the question. Because knowing that this, there was, this was the Jews, this was Jewish faith, what the most important things to the Jews were, were the festivals, the sacrifices, the temple, all the things. So I imagine the scribe was expecting an answer. These are the most important feasts you celebrate. These are the most important sacrifices you got to do. You got to go to Jerusalem for Passover. That's the most important thing. All those kinds of things, I imagine, were what he was expecting to hear of all these commandments and prescriptions that God had laid out in the Jewish law. These are the most important things that you have to do. Jesus, however, doesn't talk about any sacrifices doesn't talk about any festivals, doesn't mention any of the things that usually, the things that he doesn't do that gets him in trouble. All the external observances that multiple times, it's the Pharisees are saying, why don't you do that? Why don't you follow this law? Jesus, in his answer, doesn't go there at all. He gives two simple commandments, and both of those commandments, though, are rooted in, they have the same word, the same command, the same verb, and that's love. Love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor. Jesus boils the whole, everything that he's taught, everything in the Jewish law, he says, is all contained in that one simple command shown forth in two ways, God and neighbor. It all boils down to that single commandment. He says, this is why we were created. This is what you were called to do. This singular thing is what everything can be boiled down to. Which begs the question, though, what does that look like? Jesus gives, he doesn't just say love. He gives a little bit of an answer. He gives two commandments. And I think the way that he answers that question shows the kind of love that he has in mind. Because we all know there's a lot of misconceptions about what does love actually mean? What does love actually look like? So Jesus gives an answer that kind of unpacks and gives us like a roadmap showing what the kind of love that he's calling every single one of us to can look like. So the first thing Jesus says, not surprising to any of us, I hope, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. The first step to love is first and foremost loving God with everything that I am. But I do think that also kind of begs the question, like what does that look like? How do I know if I'm loving God with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength? Does that mean that every moment of every day I have to always think about God? In the midst of all the things that I have to deal with that are going on, I have to always, like, I can never, like, like, I'm doing all the things, but also God. And, like, I'm always, is it a constant intentional awareness of, like, okay, I have to always remember God. 
I like basically lock myself in a little monastery and just keep myself there. None of us can do. I can't do that. I don't think. I don't think anyone, any of us here, can do that. What does Jesus mean when he says, "Love God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength"? So I was sitting with that. What came to mind was something else that they said in the scriptures. Saint John says it. That love is not so much that we love God, but more so that he has first loved us and gave himself for us. Love is not so much what we do, my love of God, but love is first and foremost my receiving the love that God has for me. Because the reality is that I can't give something, I can't offer something that I haven't first received. I can't do something unless I've been shown how to do it, unless I've experienced it myself first. So when Jesus calls us to love God with all of our heart, heart, soul, mind, and strength, he's really not telling us to do anything, fundamentally. The first step of loving God with all that I am is first and foremost receiving the love that God already has for me in all of my heart. Receiving, really receiving the fact that God loves the entirety of my heart, everything that's in there, the good and the bad. That God loves the entirety of my soul, that God loves the entirety of my mind, that God loves the entirety of my strength. Receiving the love that he already has for me. And honestly, I think a lot of times that can be a lot a harder thing to do, to actually and really receive and believe the love that God fundamentally has for me in all of my heart, holding nothing back from him, not bracketing off these certain areas of our hearts and of our lives that we feel like God can't be present in. And the more that I'm able to receive the love of God, then and only then do I respond to him out of love and out of gratitude for what he's already done for me. Because I can't give what I don't have. The more I receive it, the more I'm able to show it back to him. And from that spot, that's when Jesus moves to the second commandment. Then, from then, once you've received God's love for you, then from that, you can love your neighbor, not with a human love, but with the love of God himself. Because all of us are very broken. We've all been loved in very broken ways. We've all been hurt. By, by, by broken human love. That's the reality of the fallen human condition. When I love, when I, I'm going to love the way that I have been loved. And a lot of times that's, there, there's hurts in that. That's why the, the love that Jesus is calling us to and the redemption of that love has to begin in Him. It has to begin with Him showing us what true and authentic love actually looks like. Because he loves us when we don't deserve it, when we don't want it, and a lot of times when we ignore it. He still loves us. And the more I receive that, the more I can like, begin to fathom that, that enables me to love him and to love the person right in front of me with the same kind of love that I've been shown by him. That redeems, that brings redemption and healing to our hearts. And that's what Jesus desires, to bring his redemption and his love to all of our hearts and all of our soul, and all of our minds. That's what, that's what he's getting at. That's what he desires. The, re, the total redemption of that love. 
It's a lot contained in those two little commandments. That little study guide that he gave really does contain the entirety of what he said. So if that's the study guide, if that's what he wants, if that's the whole, the whole thing in a nutshell, the review question, so to speak, focuses on that question. Who do I love? And maybe more fundamentally, to ask it another way, who, first and foremost, do I allow to love me? Allowing God to love all of my heart and all of my soul. Jesus is giving us this roadmap, not just because he says this, God didn't just decree, these are the most important commandments. He's giving us a roadmap to our happiness, a roadmap to what our hearts were created for and what our hearts most deeply long for, to love and to be loved and to experience the fullness of what God intended love to do for our hearts. Begins by first and foremost receiving the love as I am right now. Not as I want to be, not as I think I should be, but right now. It's what Jesus' invitation to all of us is. So we receive him today at Mass as we come into his presence. Pray for the grace that, God, I can truly open all of my heart, all of my soul, all of my mind, and all of my strength to God today, right now, to receive that love more deeply. Amen.